Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 295. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. What up, what up, what up? How we doing, man? Doing good. Uh, went to the Nats game yesterday. I saw that. Uh, was that just a little spur of the moment thing or what? No, it was It's kind of a perk. Well, it was just a, I don't know if it's necessarily a perk because it's not a frequent occurrence, but it was just mm-hmm. uh, a little bonus of my job. Um, when when summer comes around, we do uh, summer camps at our, at mm-hmm. our building for kids. I'm not really involved. I, I just do social media. Yeah. But uh, the people who run the camps reach out to me and they're like, hey, we're going to the Nats game. We know you're a big baseball fan. If you want to tag along, be a chaperone. I'm like, watch uh, baseball on the clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and do that. That's so I uh, went along. It was tw- it was uh, it was camp day, apparently, at Nats, Nats Park. So like all these camps, all these freaking kids running around. There was like nobody there except the camps. It was a 12 o'clock yeah. game. Yeah. Um, but they're playing the Mariners yesterday. Of course, the one game that we're at, Julio is uh, serving the suspension. So that, yeah, that, sure. that blew. Yeah. Um, the one but, guy you want to see. Yeah, literally the one guy. I mean, <laughs> so, Soto's always cool, but like I, I yeah. see him every time I go over there. I want to see yeah. see what the the opponents were bringing into town. And fortunately, I didn't get to see him. But, uh, you know, Soto gave us some some late, late fireworks there in the ninth. Three-run bomb to cut it to two but the Nats just couldn't pull it off that's the typical national story I feel like that's a the headline for all year it's over and over again the same thing the national Soto shines and nationals lose that's pretty much what happened but I (laughs) I was witnessing history didn't even realize it I mean the Mariners uh are right in the right in the thick of a a 10 game winning streak yeah um so that was that was cool to kind of yeah. See them keep doing their thing. But uh how old were these kids? They did they care at all or I mean, we had the we had some kids that had your typical like not knowing a thing about baseball, like mm-hmm. how how long is this game? When does it end? Like what's an inning? Because we'd be like, Well, it's like the fifth inning, we've got four innings left, and they'd be like, yeah. that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, just tell me how long <laughs> we have until we go. <laughs> And to be fair, it was it was a little toasty out there, and we were yeah. sitting like we weren't in one of the the shaded sections yeah. of the park. The sun was just directly over us. Like we were all getting how many scorched? Twenty nine. Uh, how many chaperones? I think there were six of us. All right, good. That's good. so it wasn't yeah, it wasn't terrible. If there was, was like if one. you were like one of three, I'd be like I wouldn't go. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. That's yeah, no, it was it was super low key. Like, got a, I I got my uh, my staff hot dog, chips, and bottled water. Perfect. On, on the house, and then you didn't get a you didn't get a bucket of chicken chicken tenders was, to rub it in self, these kids' face. Dude, the self restraint to not <laughs> go into my own pocket. To be fair, I did have to I get would've. one of those. I had to get one of those souvenir drinks because I was like, I'm not going to make it all nine innings on this this yeah Dasani. So I had to go up and get a, a one of those souvenir cups, and it was cool because I mean we have like a dozen Nat souvenir cups in our kitchen, 
Yeah. But we don't have this one. It was the uh, City Connect. It had like the the blossoms okay. and the yeah. the the, uh, yeah. the marble and all that on it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that yeah, was that was the only uh, thing I dipped into. I didn't get the tenders. Didn't get the fries. Self restraint. Tough. That's tough. Paige is not a fan of those souvenir cups. By the way, like I had to I had to kind of trim it down a little bit of the amount that I had when I moved in. So, and then there's a couple, I was just like, babe, this is Yankee stadium. Like, I'm sorry. I'm keeping this. CC's on it. Judge is on it. Like I'm keeping these. And she's like, I guess. And then, uh, the all-star ones last year were sick. They were like aluminum. Yeah. 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 I remember seeing the pictures. Those were sick. Those were so sweet. So I have like four of those, like different sizes, but like a, a, a glass of sweet tea in that bad boy with some ice. Ooh. It hits different. Ooh. I'm telling you, it's just a different kind of beast right there. Love so I was that. like, I'm not touching these. We're keeping those. Love that. But yeah, yeah, that's 15s a lot. 15 is a lot. Yeah, that's probably the amount I have. They're all, they all, yeah. and the great thing is they all stack inside one another because they're basically the same cup. So I got this like single stack of souvenir cups. It's like yeah, two feet tall. It's great. And you paid like forty seven dollars for it. So I'm like, you got to keep it. Well, the one at Nats yeah. Park it was ten bucks. It's unlimited refills, which I, I definitely get my money's worth because I go back like three to four times. So like I definitely walk out of there with diabetes, but I get my money's worth. It's it it's a fair ten trade. bucks, ten bucks. How much is a, a like a little bottle of insulin? Like <laughs> I'm gonna pay for it in the long run. I know, I know yeah. that much, but yeah, that stack of souvenir cups has to be 120 plus dollars spent yeah. over the years. There you it's go, insane. baby. It's insane. <laughs> Uh, Nate, on the docket today, we're going to talk just a little bit of Orioles. I know we talked about them at length last episode with Ryan, which, by the way, just keep thinking. Come on. How, what a, how good how good was that episode? What a great episode. Just absolutely love it. One uh, of our best, gonna, for sure. Going to dabble in the O's a little bit. They keep winning. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Mariners. I know uh, weeks ago at this point, I feel like... I know, I think you had a quote where you were talking about hovering over the panic button. Yeah. And looks like the Mariners have uh, have since kicked it into gear. Or punched uh, into gear. Or punched into gear. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Mm. Uh, interesting. Uh, we got a little, <laughs> we're going to look at the AL wildcard as a whole. Uh, that, that race, those standings. Uh, talk some... Charlie Montoyo being shown the door. Uh, we're going to talk some home run derby participants. We have seven out of eight as of right now. Uh, I I just know. I was thinking about it. Last year we did this. Last year we were talking about the home run derby participants. Yeah. I think we were missing like one. And I was like, I really, we really need to see Soto. And as we were recording, Soto was announced. So let's hope that we we figure out the eighth as we're recording. Yeah. Because like we mentioned, we're I mean we're coming up on on derby day so we yeah, we really need to get it together four days away like can we get this i feel like they're uh, bribing guys to get in there. oh we're gonna get into this dude i'm i'm convinced <laughs> there's a full-on conspiracy we'll here. buy you a uh, car if you show yeah. up and participate in this yeah we'll get into that but before we do that nate as promised a couple episodes ago we're gonna open up yet another episode with a voicemail so yeah, keep Let's this just, rolling, guys. We love this. Keep it going. It uh, we want to hear what you guys are thinking. We want to hear 
your comments and, and topics and, you know, we can only talk so much in this hour-ish. So it's like, you know, remind us what's going on. You can only see so much around the league. You guys got to be our eyes and ears. So Yeah, be our I eyes like and ears this. on the ground. I like uh, this. As a reminder, the voicemail number is in the Instagram bio. It is 202-644-9302. Uh, and again, that's in the Instagram bio. So feel free to uh, leave us a message. Let us know your take on what's going on in baseball. Ask us a question. I mean, preferably it'd be great if you guys could keep it somewhat relevant to kind of what's going on right now instead of just yeah. random off the wall stuff. But I mean, we'll, we'll try not to discriminate. I mean, we'll we'll try to get it all in there. So yeah, just go ahead and leave us a message. But with that said, let's dive into the voicemail we got lined up for today. I think it's like two minutes, so buckle up. <laughs> hey, my name is Jacob calling in from Pennsylvania. I deem myself uh, one of the biggest fans. Uh, maybe leader of the Chasers? I don't know. Just kidding. Um, so, had to go and subscribe and watch more of the YouTube uh, channels, uh, videos, than I was before, simply to see Mr. Reyes without a beard. I heard Look about it on the podcast, and I was like, you know, this might have me going and watching more videos. <laughs> thought that was hilarious. Um, uh. Hope that grows back soon, buddy. Um, but let's talk baseball. Do the Braves trade for Shane Bieber. I'm saying, does Cleveland sell? Cleveland's been okay. I don't think they've really been anything to write home about. Um, just like I don't think the Orioles have been anything to write home about, but they just put together, what, Jacob. an eight-game winning streak? Maybe the <laughs> Orioles shouldn't sell, but that wasn't the question. The question is, could and should the Braves go after someone like Shane Bieber? Ian Anderson hasn't been what he was supposed to be or what we were hoping he would be. And Max Freed needs some help. Um, we don't have immense amount of um, prospects we could give Cleveland, but certainly we could give something. It didn't help that we gave Drew Waters to the Royals for practically pennies, but maybe we can give Cleveland something for Shane Bieber. He's not not helping them too much clearly if they're not winning still and making it back to back to the World Series. Braves was just there. So let's tack on another additional ace to guide, assist, and help Max Freed, who should probably be NL Cy Young this year if it's not Alcantara. But let me know your thoughts on that, that the Braves could possibly trade. Hey, my nope, not running that back. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, interesting proposal. Yeah, I like it. Uh, in regards to the beard, this is going to take a minute. Sorry, Jacob. This is going to be a good two months of work that I got to get back. To it, it, uh, it takes all I can muster to get what I had. So it's going to be a hot minute before I can get back to where I was. But, um, you know, as far as the Bieber trade. I don't know the Braves farm system that well. Um, I do know that, you know, over the last few years, it's just, it, it's been really high on Pache and really high on Drew Waters. Both guys are gone now, obviously. And so I'm not totally in tune with that farm. But what I will say is that when you, I, I don't know about Shane Beaver. I understand the idea of going and getting a, a starting, you know, starting pitcher to add to the rotation. 
Um, but Shane Bieber, I mean, he's still got two years left of, of protection. Um, after and, this year. Yeah, after this year. So it's like that's going to be a haul. Um, now, as far as the Guardians go, I think you got to say right price, yes. But you have all the leverage. You got all the leverage. Because you can sit here and say, hey, we're going to make a run. And we're going to try to sneak into a wild card spot and make our fan base happy. And and potentially rock the boat of baseball's fandom and say, hey, you know, we did this with the lowest payroll. And saying, we can do it too, you know. So I think they kind of go that route. But it's got to be right price for some of these some of these guys. So wouldn't be surprised if uh, if maybe a couple of those names move. Um, but I would have my eyes more on like a Tristan McKenzie, Zach Plesak, two guys that I feel like you could kind of buy low on, and you know maybe get a little bit of a change of scenery because both guys have shown flashes of like dominance at times, uh, but they can't really put it all together on a regular basis. So I'm curious to see if those guys go somewhere before Bieber. I mean, we're talking about an AL Cy Young candidate pretty much year in and year out if he's healthy, right? So you got to ask for a big haul for that. I'm just, uh, I'm still focused on the the Orioles ricochet <laughs> during that voicemail. I just, I don't understand. Like, yeah, Orioles are arguably the best team in baseball right now and <laughs> the hottest team in baseball and we're just going to be, be throwing strays at, at the O's. Well, uh, that's yeah, well, I mean, he's... I think he's got the right mentality, and um, I think most baseball fans have to understand that. Look, even if they do sneak into a wild card spot, are they really going to make a dent into the you know the postseason? Probably not. And I think that front office for both teams has to be smart about let's maximize our return on some of these guys while we're going good, and we can still do that. We talked about it last week. They have a ton of bats that they're not going to be able to hold on to for a while. They got to move some guys there. Arms-wise, I I don't see any rush in moving any of those guys. Why? Hold on to them, continue to build around them, and then you know shorten this this rebuild window. Um, but I would see a couple bats going for them. Well, as I mentioned, just wanted to to dabble into the O's a little bit more uh, before we talk Mariners. Um, the O's after winning last night's game. Uh, what was last night? Wednesday. After winning Wednesday night's game against the Cubs, they have now won their 10th straight game, which is their first double-digit win streak since 1999. Mm-hmm. Let's Nin- go, man. 1999. Uh, I got a note here. I believe this was from Jared Krabbis on Twitter. says, on June 10th, the Orioles were nine games under 500. they They've since won 21 of 30 and 10 straight to get within two of a wild-card spot. See, I like hearing those chunks. 10 straight is awesome. You don't expect streaks to go crazy long. But I like hearing 21 out of 30. That's like a that's a good month. That's a solid that's top five team in month. baseball type month. And if you can have two or three of those in a season, you can almost solidify a postseason spot. So keep it going. Do it again for, for the rest of July. Sneak into August, do a little bit more, um, 
And again, I think this is just like, don't rock the boat too much. You got a good thing going. You got a good culture. You got, you're starting to get this chemistry in the clubhouse. You're getting energy from the fans. It's a beautiful ballpark. Every time we hop on and talk about the O's, we have to say that. And it's like, don't rock the boat too much. Move some expendable pieces. Keep this together. And show baseball that you are better than, than what they think. For multiple years in a row. Don't just put a month stretch together. Let's get this thing going. You really could, if you wanted to, pinpoint this to a specific move. Um, since Adley Rutschman debuted on May 21st, the Orioles are 29-20, and 20, an identical record to the Mets over that span, and better than the Padres, Brewers, Cardinals, Phillies, Blue Jays, and Rays. The only teams better than Baltimore since that date, May 21st, the Braves, Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, and Mariners. That's good company. Yeah, that's real good company. But I mean, as far as Adley goes, I think there's there's got to be some type of of feeling where, you know, you as a pitcher, whether you're in the rotation or the bullpen, you got to be like, oh, this is going to be our guy for the next hopefully 10 or 15 years. Like, I want to throw to him. I want him to be the guy. Um, And get after it. Like, let's go. Like, get everybody going, man. This is good. This is a good energy. This is a good thing going in Baltimore. Yes, they're going to slide. Yes, they're going to come back down to earth eventually. But it doesn't have to be all the way back down to, you know, a 60-win team. There's no reason why this team can't be a 500 baseball team. Get it going. Do this on the regular and keep proving that the AL East is the best division in baseball. Another team is playing really well, Nate. The Seattle Mariners have also won 10 straight, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the in the episode. Uh, it was only but a few weeks ago where we were talking about, is it time to hit the panic button in Seattle? And, guy, they have, they have since uh, declined to press said panic button. Uh, another note, I believe this was actually from, from the same tweet of Jared Krabbis. On June twenty, uh, on June nineteenth, the Mariners were ten games under five hundred. They've since won eighteen of twenty-two and ten straight to move into a three-way tie with the Red Sox and Blue Jays in the wild card race. I'm paying attention to what they've been doing since that fight, since the brawl with the Angels. Like, look, say what you will about Winker, probably not the classiest thing you'll see on a baseball field, but. At what point is enough enough? Like, at what point are you going to see someone get pissed off? And we watch guys like, you know, that slump, whether it's pitchers or hitters, and you just see them come back to the dugout and they sit down and they're stone cold, no emotion, no nothing. And it's like, at what point are you going to get pissed? At what point are you going to start breaking stuff? Show me that you care. And I think that's what that brawl did. I think it lit a fire and said, what are we doing? We brought in big pieces this offseason. We're doubling down on our manager. We've got young core coming up. An all-star and an amazing future lined up for Julio Rodriguez. Absolutely. So it's like, what, what else do we need? What else are you waiting for? So I think it kind of woke them up. I think they were just kind of zombie walking through most of this season so far. 
And now look at him. Now, yes. Has it been the best teams, you know, during this stretch? Not necessarily. You know, back then the Orioles weren't worth what the Orioles are now. A couple weeks ago, but... Uh, or three weeks ago. But, you know, A's, they went and beat up on the Padres. Uh, Swept the Blue Jays. This is since, like, so, late June? Yeah. So it's like, I like this, man. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. This is good for baseball. Seattle is a good sports city. We say it over and over again. It's a good sports city. Keep it going. Keep it going. This is the Mariners' first 10-game win streak for the first time. This is the first time they've done it since April of 2002. Do you know when the only longer winning streak for this team was? What What do you mean, when? You're saying when the longer? They've only had one win streak that's been longer than the one they're currently on. Do you know when that was? Last year. Use your when? head. Come on, think. Think Mariners. I have no idea. 2001. Their only longer winning streak I was a 15 game. I thought you said since game. 2002. No, this is the first time they've won 10 games. They've met, they matched that. Oh, see, I was confused about the question. 2002. Yeah. Yeah, oh one makes sense. Yeah. I I phrase things weird sometimes. <laughs> They've only had one longer winning streak than the one they're on now. And that was in 2001 where they won 15 games. Coincidentally, also the same year or the last year that they went to the playoffs. So, and also the best Take that for what you will. Best regular season record ever, so. Yeah. Not uh not a good look for the hmm. the Mariners that year. Um but Look, I think this stretch has turned them into buyers in my mind. This just they just went from, yeah, from I, sellers to buyers. I was literally just gonna say, I mean, looking at this American League wildcard race, I mean, that I don't know. I mean, we, we certainly haven't seen anything like this before because we've never had three teams or three slots, I should say, up for grabs. Yeah. And I mean, we're looking at this race right now. We've got We've got the Rays at the top. They're a game and they got a game and a half to give. You got a three-way tie between the Sox, the Mariners, and the Blue Jays. And then behind them, you got the you got the O's who are two games back, the Guardians who are three games back, the White Sox who are three and a half games back, the Rangers who are four and a half games back. And, there's and then the, I'm going to draw the cut off. there because the yeah. Angels. The Angels are at eight games back, and I mean, I'm not going to include the most fraudulent organization in baseball in this conversation. Um, but I mean, just for kicks, we can we can we can hopscotch them and 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 go next in line. You got you got Detroit ten games back, so I like Detroit's chances at ten games back more than I like the Angels <laughs> at eight games back. I'll just I'll just say that. I would even, I would almost argue if Oakland puts some some good ball together over the next few weeks, I like their chances mm-hmm. better than the Angels at uh, <laughs> seventeen and a half games back. Um, what do what do we make out of all this? I mean, there's there's realistically 
That's eight. That's eight teams in the mix. I think you got to look in the division. I think you got to look at the difficulty in the division, and you got to say who's going to go on a run here. Who's who can you know stack up wins over the next two months? The AL East is going to continue to be a, a punching bag. Each team is just going to beat up on each other. Um, so that's going to continue. That's going to stay snug. Do you look at the Central and you've got Detroit and Kansas City that are that are just going to be? You should go in there and win. That's all we should say. If you're in that division, you need to go in and beat the Tigers and the Royals. And then the West, the same story. If you're Seattle, you need to go beat the Angels and you need to go beat the A's. So, uh, I don't. I I just can't see three teams from the East going from that wild card. I I just I can't. I think it's it's something's gonna give there. And I don't know who, I don't know who it's going to be, but I like, I like Seattle. I like Seattle over Chicago. I like Seattle over Cleveland. I'm I'm assuming you like Seattle over Baltimore. Just can barely. Be on, can I be honest right now? Huh. I'm... I, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm really losing steam with the Blue Jays. And obviously they they as an organization probably feel the yeah. same way because they just yeah. parted ways with Charlie Montoya, which we'll get into in just a minute. But I don't I don't know. Like we're we're past the halfway mark of the season and I'm just I'm I'm still not seeing the Blue Jays that I was I I don't know if I can say that I was promised at the start of the year because that yeah. was all external. All the all the expectations were all external. That wasn't necessarily anything that the Blue Jays believed, although they did, if I recall, they did was it no, it was Vladdy that said like you've what was you it? You saw the trailer last year, now you're gonna see the movie. Yeah, well like where's that. the movie, Vladdy? Like, yeah. come on. You're gonna have to turn it around a little bit. Yeah. This is not the movie. this isn't a movie worth watching. This is a movie I'm probably walking out halfway through. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't know. I mean, I do think the the firing of Charlie Montoyo. I don't, I don't know if that's the fix. I mean, I know in, in situations like this, something always has to give, and it's usually yeah. the manager, if if not a, a hitting coach or pitching mm-hmm. coach, whatever. But they felt that Charlie Montoya was the 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 temporary band aid that the organization needed. Um, but look, while I may disagree with it. If the reports are true that maybe there were some some leadership some questions of leadership in the clubhouse, I look, I get it. That makes sense. You you, you can't have that. You got to get them out of there and get somebody in there who connects with the players, who can sit these guys down and have the hard conversations when they need to be had, and yeah. that there's a mutual respect there, and it's not just walking over your manager because you feel as though he's incompetent or that he he shouldn't be in that role. Right. So I mean if that's if that's what what was going on then then I understand the move, but otherwise it's, it's kind of bizarre because I think at the time of, that they fired him, this is what yesterday, they were or no, as as of right now, they they own one of the wild card spots, but I guess for the Blue Jays and I I read a statement I think that uh, the front office came out with and said that like I I'm paraphrasing, but it's something along the lines of like, while things have been going like well, they're they're not 
they're not to the standard that, that we have for ourselves and where we think we should be. So I can understand that point of view, but it's just, yeah, it's a bizarre look. It, it kind of reminds me of, um, I'm blanking on his name, Renteria with the White Sox after, mm-hmm. yeah. after the season where they, they, they made the postseason and he won, was it, what was it? He won manager of the year, right? That year. Yeah. AL manager of the year. And they're like, yeah, no, yeah. sorry, this isn't it. I mean, I'm not putting Charlie Montoya on that level, but it's it's bizarre where you got where things are seemingly heading in an okay direction. You're like, no, this isn't the move. Well, I think it's just some underwhelming performances so far. Um, they've given up a lot of runs, and we expected this rotation to be way better. Uh, Gosman has not been what he was last year. Um, Barrios is is flashes of dominance and then just a long, you know, he'll go five or six, five or six straight starts of, of struggle and then mix in an eight inning two hit kind of start, which is, I think um, what he did his last start, but the like five or six before that were right. I it's think, just like, I it's think weird. So I got rid of him in fantasy cause I couldn't handle it anymore. Um, and you know, it's just, I mean, they're scoring runs. 409 runs. The Yankees have put up 460 just for frame of reference. So, I mean, they're not that bad in the in the offensive department. It's just they need to be able to figure out their their arms a little bit. And their bullpen, you know, maybe that's why Charlie went. Maybe it's just a little misuse of the bullpen. Uh some early usage in the ye- in the year, you know, or they're just they're using they're going to that well too many times. Um but it's I think the difficult thing to to say is when you let Charlie Montoya go right now, I feel like you're kind of just accepting whatever happens this year. Whatever happens this year happens, right? Who's the interim coach? Who stepped in? John Schneider, bench coach. Is he the future? I was reading that he, I don't know if it was reported by the players or if it was just the pers- the point of view of the reporters that are in there every day, but apparently yeah. there is an, an ongoing belief that he has a better relationship with the players because I'd have to go back and look with at his history, but I think he's he's been with those guys a lot longer, mm-hmm. um, at, I'm assuming in that role. Was Again, he in I may, the system? I'm, uh, yeah, I may be wrong, but I'm thinking he's had that role for a minute, and he he probably has a little more uh, trust, uh, or or he has earned a little bit more trust and respect from those guys in the clubhouse. So it, from what I, from what I'm reading, it sounds like it's a better fit for the remainder of the season. Beyond that, I'm not really sure what their plan is. Uh, yeah, but I guess we'll I mean, see. I mean, if he, if he if they do well and and they turn around, we we see these kinds of things, or we've seen these kinds of things before. You walk right into a a contract. Who, who knows? Yeah. the The issue is that again. I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. You got a lot of young guys that are now playing with expectations. They didn't before. You could you could say they were young. You could say they were inexperienced. You could say everything they're doing is a bonus right now. Now, it's the expectation. We think, need those same numbers from you. I think there's an episode or two probably a couple years back where you were quoted as saying like you, the blue Jays, these, these blue Jays have arrived at the scene a little early. And mm-hmm. like you said, that was the case, but yeah, not the case anymore. 
Yeah, and it's and I think you got to have a little bit of patience. If you're a Blue Jays fan, you got to understand. Okay, well, like it's all it's all good. We're gonna have another, <laughs> hopefully, five or six year chunk with this same lineup at least, for the most part. And so you got to understand that they're they're coming, they're absolutely coming. Whether it's this year or next, I don't know, but this this is gonna be something to where. I don't know. I I just I don't know enough about this bench coach. I don't know enough about. I feel like writers of your own team somewhat have this bias anyway, and so I don't know if we're getting the true opinion of of this guy. But if you go into this off season and you finish as an I don't know eighty four eighty five win team, eighty six win team, something in that range, it's like. Are you going to bring him back? Or are you going to realize that you have a you have a dominant lineup and a lot of potential in your rotation? Do we go and get a big name? You know, shout out to Colin. I was texting with him yesterday. He said Joe Madden. And he thinks Joe Madden should have been hired right away. And I, you know, I think Joe Madden probably takes the rest of the year off and then maximizes his offer this offseason because he's going to have a few teams interested. Um so I'm curious to see how things go. I'm curious to see how things shake out. And I'd like to see a little bit more roster flexibility for them too. I'd like to see a little bit more, you know, they got rid of Grichik. And I, I kind of thought that was an interesting move um, to bring in Tapia, who just plays well defensively. But Grichik knew how to hit and he tormented ALE's teams. I don't know about the Red Sox as much, but he just dominated against the Yankees on a regular basis, you know, and I feel like you got to have a couple of those guys, a couple of just hard nose. Don't talk to me. I'm here to play ball kind of, kind of leader. And there's a lot of loud noise amongst those players. Springer plays loud. Vladdy plays loud. Bo Bichette plays loud. And they're all throwing on the jacket when they get into the dugout. And it's like, who's the guy is Matt Chapman need another year to settle in and be that leader. But you need someone that's just kind of stone cold. I'm going to go out here and dominate kind of mentality. And I feel like they're lacking some of that in the clubhouse. Side note, is the home run jacket the worst home run celebration of all the I think it's pretty tired overall. It's pretty tired. That and the cowboy hat in, in L.A. for the Angels, that was never a good thing. I never got that. Yeah, I don't never. like that. Don't like the jacket either. Uh, the jacket's looks, dumb. I it just, looks weird, yeah. man. It's not like yeah. a jacket. Ja- it's it literally looks like, it's like a, a blazer. A bit, yeah, business suit. Like, what are we doing? I don't, and every guy struggles to get it on. It's just like, all right. It's, I think it's time to find a new thing. You just got to find a new thing sometimes. Yeah, it's all, it's all right, Blue Jays. I'm not yeah. I'm not railing on your home run celebration. Sometimes you just got to admit your mistake and move move forward. Huh? Yeah, uh, it's all right. Something new. Something just new. Get something new. Some clearly. We need to maybe mix things up. So maybe now's the time to, to retire. Maybe the, the GM should have just been like, look, Charlie can stay, but you guys got to switch up the celebration. And the guys were like, no, That's, <laughs> we're, we're keeping exactly the jacket. Yeah. Charlie's out. We're keeping the jacket. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Tell, tell Charlie and his family to kick rocks. The jacket stays. <laughs> the jacket stays. What are all those patches all over it? Do you know? It's, uh, oh, I can't remember if it's, if it's country flags or it's something, mm. but it basically is a representation of like all the 
like where mm. all the guys come from on the team. Um, all right. I can't remember if they're actual like flag patches or not. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, not hopefully, but you're going to see them play well against against the Royals. They had 10 guys that not not able to go to Toronto, so they're going to play well against the Royals. Look, I'm I'm not here to like get political or or anything, but can we Canada, can we clean it up, please? Like we're missing out <laughs> on good baseball here. Yeah. Like it, big names too, like big big names for the Royals. And we going. just saw the the headline that broke today. It said the Yankees are are possibly out on Benintendi now. So it's like, and it's because, it's affecting baseball. Yeah, yeah, he's not like, gonna be able to play. Yeah, it's because like they have X amount of games left in Toronto, and like that that obviously plays a role into it. Which, yeah, if I'm the Yankees, I'm like, am I really not gonna go after a guy because he's gonna miss six games? Uh, no. Well, I mean, how many time how many times they have? How many matchups do they have left? I really them? do. I think it's six in Toronto. I think that's what I read. Six in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, I, is you get that's them for the, for you get them for every other game besides that, and then you yeah. presumably get them in the postseason, barring losing out for the rest of the season and honestly the just playoffs altogether but just mark down left field as 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 a ghost runner an automatic out because that's what joey gallo is at this point so poor joey gallo. Just, <laughs> that guy's got it i just, he's not he's not made for that city i'm sorry which by the way what am i reading about this this uh trade back to texas or no was uh it texas? yeah yeah i saw something possible for that some possible landing spots i think or it's no. just what was the trade that i was reading about it was like it was it was a one for one it was like straight up we were we were just talking about it the other day who was it with the rangers or just saying in general was it for benintendi uh it's it, i mean it's i, I can see benintendi a... they're also interested in michael taylor um because they're starting to see a little bit of a little bit of wear and tear on Judge for playing center field, which not surprised at all. Uh, a little bit of you know leg soreness or whatever the last few weeks. So travel you know, related soreness, whatever that means. Well, I mean he's eight feet tall. Try fitting guess, on a plane when you're that big. Yeah, I guess so. first class is, is just isn't enough yeah. for for Mr. Yeah. Judge. Tough, tough life, <laughs> tough life. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, I don't even know how we got on this topic. What, what were we even talking about? I'm talking I don't know. About, Joey Gallo's getting shipped somewhere. I don't care about the, where. Talking about Canada need to clean it up. Like, come on, let's get it together. Yeah, I think it's just time. Let's just let's just get it going here. We're missing out on good baseball. And yes, I know what you're saying. Yes, baseball is that important. So let's <laughs> let's clean it up. <laughs> where does um, Benintendi go? Real quick, where does Benintendi go if it's not New York? great question i don't know either minnesota maybe do they need any outfielders i mean houston since your don is kind of dealing with some stuff probably just gonna go back to full-time dh how's uh how's philly's outfield situation looking well we know about one of them Oh yeah, we do. That would help a lot, I think. Phillies. I wouldn't. Phillies one game out. 
I wouldn't hate that fit. I would not hate that fit. I'm on board. You know what I'm on board with? Hmm. Seat Geek. Seat Geek. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> We're going to leave it there. Yeah, that's, that's really it. Seat Geek. Just, I'm just on board. All right, cool. Good for you. I'm also Are you on board on? with... Are you? What? What? The bit, the big league chew, which let me, let me, let me just say, so we were at the game yesterday Mm -hmm. and I brought, I brought a pack, uh, a big league chew with me just so, you know, get get some nice glamour shots with the the ballpark in the background, put up a real, that look good. Yeah. Um, just to, you know, just help out our friends over there at BLC. Um, and so I had some, and then some of the kids were behind me or no, one of the camp counselors that I was with, he looked over, he a big baseball fan. He's like, he's like, man, I love some big league chew. He's like, these kids today probably don't even know about big league chew. And he looked back at the kids sitting behind us and he was like, he's like, Hey, what do you guys know about this big league chew? And the kids were like, I love big league chew. Dude, and I'm go. like, wow, my faith in humanity. Restored. Like the kids, the kids, even today. They know I about love that, dude. They know what's up. And so I was like, you know what? This will be better suited for them. So I just gave them yeah. a punch and, and let yeah. them enjoy. I um I was uh I mean, no, no free ads here. We don't have any connection with them, but it's our, you and I's favorite com you know, comedian in Nate Brigazzi. He uh they were talking about that on their episode, the last one too. They were talking about candy and they talked about Big League Chew. They talked about that uh that uh, documentary on Netflix, which I still haven't watched, by the way. The, the, uh, what is it like, battered, battered bastards of baseball or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, I, I still what, need to get around yeah. to watching that. Rob was telling us about it when we interviewed yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but they they talked about it and they was like, yeah, one of the one of the guys that started Big League Chew is from there. His name's Rob Rob Nelson. He which, founded it. By the way, side note, they. I still haven't seen it because we cut cable like a while back, so I wasn't able to watch it. But they did that special on Big League Chew on the History Channel too, where they like went back. I think they like went back to the first hat, like the kitchen where they f- made the first oh, batch, yeah. like an oven or whatever. Remember he was telling us about that. Apparently yeah. there was like a special on the, they they did a special on the History Channel a while back. So I need I'm to, gonna have to dig need, that up. Yeah, I need to see if I can find that. I like it. Founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson, Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouches packed with shredded, flavorful bubblegum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels, at Big League Chew on Twitter, at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram to show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. BLC, Big League Chew. SeatGeek is the answer to all your ticket needs. You're looking for tickets? You have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert, or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets, games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you. If you're a first-time user, SeatGeek, next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code THE, the number three, the number zero, take pod. That's our social handle at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Code hot cash. Enter promo code THE, the number three, the number zero, take pod. 
That's our social handle at checkout. That's got to be a record. That's that's the cleanest read I think I've ever had. How did it feel? How did it feel? I mean, I might need to take a take a take a break because just take a sec. I mean, that was let's just let it soak. Let the let the listeners rewind a little bit. Listen to it again. Yeah, go feel free to go back and listen to it again. (laughs) Um, Speaking of tickets, uh, you know what doesn't require tickets. I don't know mm. if I've even mentioned, have I mentioned this on, on the podcast? Uh, the Hall of Fame induction, which I'll be going to not this weekend, but next weekend. It does. You don't need to buy tickets for that? No. You just show up. They open up the lawn to all the people. That they say, come awesome. on, come all. Yeah. That's coming up soon. When is that? Not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh, boy. And I you got pumped? that. Yeah, man. Big Poppy. The legend. The man, the myth, the legend, the hero. Um, I got a, uh, I got a, which this seems to be, I've noticed over the years we've run this podcast, this seems to be a, a topic of, of controversy is what jerseys are best. But I, I was looking on eBay cause I, I'm not, first of all, if I'm going to get a, a former player who no longer plays, I'm not going to get a Nike jersey of Correct. that player because they never, because he never wore jersey. Yeah. And that's just not. That's not realistic. That's yeah. not baseball. I'm sorry. Uh, that's a that's a hill I'm willing to die on. And so you know, I'm because of that. I I got to look for. I mean, they they still sell like new ones. Um, I think they're like still majestic, but you got to go through all these like weird back channels. I'm like, I'm not interested in that. So you know, I'll just mm-hmm. hit up eBay, hit up Facebook Marketplace, look for look for a used used jersey, and um, I found one, and it was. It was, was it stitched. Oh, it was in great shape. No stain. They said in the, the description is like no rips, tears, stains, great shape. And it was majestic and it was stitched, which is the key. Like you can't get that iron press nonsense. You just can't do yeah. that. No. Because it, the stuff starts to peel off over the, over the years and that's just not a good look. So got the stitched. It was a, it was a home white and there mm-hmm. was no name on the back as it should be. Bingo. And so I'm like, uh, yeah, add the cart. Send it How my much? way. How I'm much? I'm taking it with me to Cooperstown. It was like sixty bucks. Hold the phone. Sixty bucks. And what? I'm like, yeah, you're going with me to Cooperstown. Get on my deal. back. You're going to Cooperstown with me, Jersey. That was clearly, clearly an angry ex girlfriend that sold off that jersey. Well, it was a guy, so uh. it's not like Jake from Safe Harm. Well, it's a guy, <laughs> so. Um, no, I mean it was it was quite a steal, quite a steal. Wow, wow. So I was I, I was I was pleased with that. That's a hundred and fifty bucks minimum. Yeah, minimum. I mean, I'm I not mean, selling that for less than that. Yeah, no, I mean it was especially Hall of Fame, like like around this time, like he's obviously yeah, guy, has a lot of buzz around him. Yeah, guy clearly has no feel for what's going on in baseball. Not right a now, lot so. of business sense. What what yeah, where did you get it from? Where was he from? Uh I think Nebraska. You know, that's a lot of and that's a lot to ask from a Nebraska yeah, to, to know what's going to, on in baseball. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. They're just they're big on the Huskers and that's about it. So that's cool. I mean, find something you love and and just go all in, and that's what they do. And and I respect it. Sixty bucks, it's absurd, <laughs> absolutely absurd. Uh, speaking of absurd, 
as we mentioned, the fact that we're what? How many days out did you say? From the Five, Derby? four. It's the 18th, it's, right? It's on Monday. Uh, yeah. Including today, we have one, two, three, four. We have four days until Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's Thursday. That's four days. We're still missing our eighth participant. That's insane. I got to be honest. I am so out of touch. Who's the seven? All right. So the seven we got as of right now, we got, which I believe he was the most recent addition to the field. We got Julio Rodriguez, Jose Ramirez. Love it. Pete Alonso, which by the way, did you know Jose Ramirez has not been in the Horn Derby? This is his debut. I like it. What if he just switches sides? Have we ever seen that? We're just like a guy gets tired from one side, switches the other. I have no idea. I mean, that'd be cool. At, at this point, we Why may not? see it. Why not? Yeah. It's a, it's an exhibition after all. Uh, Pete Alonzo, Ronald Cunha Jr. Another side note. Why did I, talking... I had no idea Cunha was in it? Yeah, it'll be a second trip to the Derby. Uh, but going back to this Pete Alonso thing, side note, camp counselor I was talking to yesterday also thinks Pete Alonso is a cornball. So I'm there not the go. only one. Yeah. Not the only it's, one. It's becoming more evident, I think. Just just wanted to put that out there. Uh, but Pete Alonso is coming off back-to-back derby titles, correct? He won three. He's going for the going for, he's his going for his third straight, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so we got... Recapping here, we got Julio Rodriguez, Jose Ramirez, Pete Alonso, Ronald Cunha Jr., Albert Pujols, which we haven't talked about yet, Kyle Schwarber, and Juan Soto. And that brings us to seven. This whole I got to be honest, thing. as late as it's as late as it's taken, as, as late as we are in this process, that's a good group. Which brings me to the point that I, I alluded to earlier in the episode, where I think... There's some sort of conspiracy going on. And I don't remember if we talked about this on air last episode with Ryan or if this was just something we we talked about after we hopped off. But there's got to be some under-the-table business going on here. Like, hey, we won't publicly announce this, but we're going to pay you. Like, we're willing to pay you, like, $25 million just to participate <laughs> because nobody, literally nobody wants to do this because they're seeing the effects of guys having subpar second halves yeah uh i mean that's really the only explanation because it otherwise there's no way that it would take somebody it, it, it shouldn't take them to the thursday before the derby to still not even have a complete field and like i said i'm sure we're gonna find out at some point today so this conversation will be irrelevant at that point but as of right now as of as of thursday when we're recording this, we're missing an eighth. And it shouldn't take, unless there's there's some sort of, like you said, unless there's some sort of bribing going on, it shouldn't take mm-hmm. this long. Like, it, it, it can't, if you're if you're an interested party, you can't be like, well, we'll just see, we'll just see, like, as we get closer. Like, no, you know, you know one way or another whether or not that's something you'd be willing to do. Because you either, right. you either feel like it doesn't matter in terms of your swing, your production in the second half, or you feel that it does. And 
I really don't feel like there's an in-between. So, like, I don't know if that's, like, I just don't see how that's something that takes you this long to figure out. So, like, you're either interested. And like we've talked about in episodes in years past with this Home Run Derby, do we really know the process of, like, how they, like, is this an invite-only thing? If you're interested, can you express your interest? Like, reach out, like, have somebody reach out to the league for you? Like, I don't know how this works. I feel like former winners pretty much always have an invite, right? I think it's just like an like an outstanding invitation. Um, I think I got to go the other way a little bit too, and I got to say, what if you're dealing with some type of like nagging, not injury, but you know what I mean, like something that's just bugging you, and you want to wait it out, you want to see how it goes. Maybe you know at the beginning of July you weren't feeling so hot, and you give it a couple of weeks and say, hey, you know it started to go away. I think I'm going to do the derby. Um. Or, like you said, they're having to bribe guys somehow. And I think it makes sense if you feel like you can compartmentalize this event and keep it separate from your performance in the second half of the season. And that's a lot harder, a lot harder to do than uh, than you think. And, And we've watched guys that just, have either dealt with injuries or gone in huge slumps after. So on the flip side, we've also seen guys use this as a, like a, a jumping kind of a, yeah. Like as like a, a little trampoline. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know what, why not just do it. And it's, it's fun. This is the only fun thing a part of this week. Like everything else is lame. The game is no longer fun. Like this is, the Derby is definitely the most fun part. The same way the dunk contest used to be more important than the than the All Star game. Now they both suck for the NBA. So I don't want I don't want the Derby to get lost. I want this to continue to stay. The balls are going to be juiced out of their mind. LA is a good place to hit. It's going to be nice and warm. You got those low fences down the lines. Yeah, and we're gonna have we're gonna big see, hitters uh, eye in center field too. So it's like it's gonna be good. We're gonna see Dodgers legend uh, Albert Pujols make his return. I think it'll it'll sneak a couple to L.A. So how yeah. do we how do we realistically think he's gonna do? It's been I got well, I mean, here it's been it's been seven years since Pujols was in the home run derby, fifth overall appearance. It's all it all depends on the matchup. It all depends on who he he gets paired with. All right. Well, I mean, let's run through the list. Is there anybody on this list you think he can he can take down? Julio Rodriguez. Maybe, just from inexperience, maybe. Jose Ramirez. No. Absolutely not. Pete Alonso. No. Ronald Cunha Jr. No. Kyle Schwarber. Definitely no. not. Juan Soto. No. So really our bull host just better hope that this eighth slot is filled by this eighth Bartolo Cologne be, because Yeah, this this eighth guy needs to be needs to be like <laughs> somebody small, dude. Like, like bring back Isaiah Kiner Falefa doesn't have a home run this year. Let's put him in it. Let's <laughs> let's let's get Albert to the second round. Let's see what uh let's let's ring up Brett Gardner, see what he's what he's up yeah. to. See if he'd be interested. Why not? Um, well, I mean, we're not recording Monday, so do you? I mean, you want to go ahead and just give a little prediction here? Who takes it? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm getting the 
I'm getting the the championship vibes from Jose Ramirez. I'm going Schwarber. All right. I mean, both good uh, answers yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, just, I feel like there. the little like he just seems there's no leg kick. There's not much going on. It's just a little bit of like this heel lift and a little bit. Of, oh, yeah. He's going to run into some. He's going to hit it on top of that little. What's that like canopy thing? That's in the outfield out there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about, like that hard. Yeah, it looks coverage. like a car. Looks like a carport. Like a yeah. carport. Yeah. Uh, overall, I gotta. This is not a popular opinion, but I just I don't get it. No, I don't. Dodger it. Stadium just doesn't do it for me at all. Nothing about Dodger Stadium screams classic, legendary ballpark. At I do. All. Re- I do remember the looks on our faces when we realized that the seats, which I still don't think a lot of people even know this but if you look at the seats yeah if you look at the seats when the stadium is empty they're all these like weird pastel looking colors it's supposed to apparently it's supposed to resemble the beach which is kind of just a weird thing to do it needs to be dodger blue that's it well no that's a lot of blue that would be like a sea of blue seats that'd be sick yeah i guess that that's what they got in uh don't they have that in toronto they're all like Blue Jays blue, right? I think. Or am I, yeah, I Roger Center is. Yeah. Roger Center does nothing for me either. That's my least favorite stadium in baseball to watch on TV. I know I've I said get that before, it. but it's worth repeating. Just the I get worst it. to watch on TV. Yeah, you don't know. I can't tell if it's like a, a two hop to the fence or if it's in the second deck. You can't tell. It's so weird. I hate it. So you're going, you're going Kyle Schwarber. I'm going Schwabs. Yeah, I'm going Jose Ramirez. All right, I'll get the, I'll get the, the graphic cranked out. Who do we think is uh, again? I'll say it for the third or fourth time. I am, I am certain that by the time I edit this episode, the eighth slot will be filled. But if it's not, and you're still listening to this, who do we think the eighth, the eighth mystery slot goes to? I want someone fun. I want someone that has that excitement. I I kind of felt this way since the beginning. He's got surprising pop. You like jazz? Ooh, that would be. Give me Jazzy Chisholm, dude. If nothing else, if nothing else, just for the entertainment, like right, put jazz in there. Yeah, no lid, just just the the braids. Oh no! You know, colors. you know he's going lid. He's a huge Ken Griffey guy. Do you? Oh, I, he's going backwards lid. I would think? almost think uh, he'd he'd pay homage to to the kid and maybe go backwards hat. Maybe and a that, little bit, but I like his hair, dude. He's always got cool stuff going on with his hair. I'd be okay with that. Like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, who's this guy? Does this guy think he's Ken Griffey? Like, no, it's it's well <laughs> documented that he's a huge yeah. Ken Griffey fan. So, like, I I'm all for that. Um, I'm, I'm all. I about think it. more backwards hats during the home run derby is welcomed overall. Yeah, I mean. It's literally what depends on who you are, though. In the backyard, depends on who you are. Schwarber, let's let's keep it let's keep it straight, pal. Yeah, no, can't be can't yeah. be having Wonder Bread Schwarber out there with yeah. rocking a, a backwards hat. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Uh, Pete Alonso is he's also going. He really cares about this event, so he's going to be. <laughs> I'm assuming he's going to be either in the final or semifinal. He's going to be locked in, dude. Like, no, <laughs> he, don't talk to me. He's he going to take those this. Gatorades that they bring out, and he's going to like throw it at the poor kid that brings it. He's like, no, oh, get man. away from me. I just if he wins it, I just I need a less corny celebration. 
Yeah. Last year was extremely just weird to watch and just awkward. Let's just be glad or let's hope because again, we, we don't know at this, at this exact moment in time, let's just, and I know he's having a little bit of an off year, but let's just hope that Nick Cassianos is not in the home run derby with yeah. the bad luck that he brings every, every home run swing. Yeah. True. Like, could you imagine true. what would happen to the world if right. Nick Cassianos is in a home? It, it would, it would end. He didn't even get an invite. Let's be real. They knew that. No, they knew. Yeah. They knew. T- tip of the cap to Major League Baseball yeah. for, for saving the planet there. Who's your um, guy you're hoping for real quick? You know, I was just trying to jog my memory with some guys that I'm I also like down good fits because you can't, you can't just go down for Stanton because yeah, yeah. he's like, he's a California guy and like, obviously he knows how to hit home runs and it would be fun to see where balls go in Dodger stadium from him. It's maybe this is a weird a weird take. People might disagree, but I feel like he's got the swing for it. If nothing else, Manny Machado. That would make for entertaining mm-hmm. content yeah. right there. Tatis is going to join and has not even <laughs> started. Hasn't started swinging a bat yet for the Padres, but he's going to hop in. He's gonna he's gonna ride his motorcycle through the center field <laughs> gate up to home plate, popping wheelies the entire way. And then he's going to oh, he's going to go win the whole I don't thing. think I'm ever going to get him back in fantasy. I've been holding on to him all year. I drafted him. I'll uh, I'll trade you I'll trade you Keith Folk straight up for Tatis. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. He's who a closer for the Red Sox in 2004 when they won the <laughs> World Series. I'm sure he's still listed uh, as a free agent on there, hopefully. <laughs> Adam in. Um all right, we got to get this thing wrapped up. So let's uh, let's look at the weekend series preview that we got. Um, this is a as we did last Thursday. This is a new thing we're going to be doing. We're just each picking a series uh, that we think would be good baseball to maybe keep an eye out for. If yeah, uh, if you get tired of watching your own team, or if your own team sucks, or if your own team has already played, and maybe you're going to catch catch this these particular games at a different part in the day there you go um for me at I, I truly when i picked this i truly did not think that on july 14th that i would be picking this matchup yeah but here we are i'm going with the orioles and the tampa bay race like and you go why in the world we already mentioned looking at the wild card standings you've got the rays with a game and a half to give in the top spot. And then yeah. you've got the O's two games back. From yeah, like in spots. all seriousness, this if you remove the names of those teams and your bias against how you feel about the Orioles, this is a big matchup right now. Going into the All-Star break as well. So that's like, this is something that it's going to set the standard, right? And, you, and if the Orioles go into the All-Star break and they say we hold on to a wild card spot, What? Let's go, baby. And that's what I'm saying. That that this series could I mean, I'm not going to put all of the eggs in this basket, but this could also dictate like we were talking about what they do at the deadline, whether right. they hold on to certain pieces or where, or whether they ship them out and say, "Let's right. let's run it back next year and try our luck next year." Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's why I went with this series. So, with that said, looking at game 1, we got Tyler Wells for the Orioles going up against Shane Baz. Tyler Wells is 7 and 4 with an ERA at 3.28, opponents rate in 221. 
And his last start against the Angels, he went four innings, gave up three earned runs on six hits with two, uh, three strikeouts and two walks. Shane Baz, uh, coming off a little bit of a rocky start. He's mm-hmm. one and two, ERA of five. Opponents are in 252 off him. Uh, and his last start, as I mentioned, uh, not great. Threw against the Reds, took the loss. He went only two and a thirds, gave up seven earned runs on eight hits, mm. uh, and had two Ks, but didn't have any walks. Uh, Reds games, are hitting, by the way. Just dude, what's going on with the Reds? I they know how to hit. We I know may that. need to we may need to swing back on them next episode yeah. based on on what happens because there's some weird stuff going on with the Reds. Yeah. Uh, game two, we got uh, Dean. I'm just gonna go Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, definitely yeah. Kramer. Okay. Yeah. D- Dean Kramer, three and one with an ERA at two one five. Opponents are in two fifty two off him. His last start against the Angels, uh, he went five innings, gave up two hits, had three walks and seven strikeouts. Uh, the the Rays do not have a designated starter for that particular game on Saturday, but game three they do. We've got Jordan Lyles. And Corey Kluber, Jordan Lyles for the O's is six and seven with an ERA of four three seven. Opponents rating two seventy three off him. His last start against the Cubs, he went seven innings, uh, gave up seven hits, had five Ks and a walk. Uh, and Corey Kluber for the Rays, we talked about this briefly before hopping on. Not a not a terrible year for Corey Kluber. Yeah, it's five and five ERA of three five eight. I mean that's. That's pretty respectable for Corey. Yeah. Three five eight. Opponents written two forty five off him. Uh his last start, he went six, gave up two earned runs on four hits, had seven Ks and a walk. Uh highlighting a guy from from each each team, Ryan Mount Ryan Mountcastle for the O's. Uh a little bit of a little bit of a, a bit slide. Of a skid. Yeah. Let's get he's off his last five games, he's four for twenty two, no bombs, only two ribbies, and has eight Ks. So uh, he will be looking to turn things around against the Rays. And again, this is entering Thursday. Uh, I know the the Rays have a game. I don't. I think the Orioles are off today, but the I know the mm-hmm. Rays have a game. So the this number for uh, Harold Ramirez might change. But Harold Ramirez swinging a hot bat. He's ten for yeah. nineteen. Uh, he's had six RBIs and only one strikeout in his last five games. So. Uh, again, clutch, entering Thursday. Clutch ad in fantasy for, oh, yeah. for your boy. Clutch I, ad. I'd given you a little love there. That's yeah. why I went with it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm going Brewers Giants. And uh look, it's just if you like if you like pitching, let's get after this thing. Um Game one. Corbin Burns, Carlos Rodon. That's tonight. Um Corbin Burns is is seven and four to, uh this season. He's got a 220 ERA. Opponents are only hitting 182 off of him. Uh, back on the uh, July 6th against the Cubs, he went seven innings, three hits, no earned runs, one walk, and 10 Ks. So uh, he's rolling in. Same with uh, the guy that did get into the All-Star game, which we were hoping. Carlos Rodon, 8-5 and five this year, 270 ERA. Opponents are hitting 204 against him. On July 9th against San Diego, he went... CG nine innings, three hits, one earned run, two walks, twelve Ks. Excuse me. Not to mention that was the last start that he had. I think it was the day before the the start. The All Stars were announced. For, yeah, for the staff. He didn't love make it. Cut after that. I love it. Terrible. Yeah, just letting snub everybody know. Yeah, 
I, I just, yeah, it, it hits different when you're like added in as a reserve. It doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't feel the same. I'm sure the bonus hits your checking account the same way, but does just doesn't feel right. Doesn't. Uh, game two, we got Brandon Woodruff going against Alex Wood. Uh, Woodruff is seven and three this year. Does have a little bit of a of an ERA. He's four hundred one right now. Opponents are hitting two thirty one against him. So just not the same as last year. But uh, on July 9th, he went six innings, four hits, three earned runs, three walks, nine Ks against Pittsburgh. Um, and then Alex Wood. Uh, same story, kind of underwhelming rotation performance with the Giants this year, uh, minus Logan Webb, obviously. But uh, Alex Wood is six and seven this year, four four three ERA. Opponents are hitting two sixty five off of him. On July tenth against San Diego, he went seven innings, three hits, zero earned runs, one walk, eight Ks. So maybe it's a little bit of a streak for him. Uh, game three, we got Eric Lauer going against Alex Cobb. Lauer is six and three this year, three eight three ERA, which is kind of this just shows you how dominant this year is when you feel like a three eight three isn't that great. This is a year of the pitcher for sure. Uh and then uh, opponents are hitting two thirty five against him. On July third against Pittsburgh, he went five innings, six hits, two earned runs, one walk, seven Ks. Same thing. Pittsburgh is just they've been swinging it like the last month. Uh, Alex Cobb is three and four on the year, four five seven ERA. Opponents are hitting two sixty eight against him. On July eleventh, he did go six innings, six hits, three earned runs, four walks, and four Ks against the Diamondbacks. And then finishing up game four on Sunday, Jason Alexander is going against Logan Webb. Jason Alexander is two and one this year, four seven three ERA. Opponents are hitting three fourteen against him. Yikes. Uh, and on July 12th against the Twins, he went four innings, three hits, two earned runs, two walks, one K. Uh, and Logan Webb, just doing Logan Webb things this year once again. Eight and three, two eight two ERA. Opponents are hitting two thirty three. On July 12th against uh, the Diamondbacks, he went six innings, five hits, zero earned runs, two walks, and eight Ks. Uh, my stars, a little underrated here. Same story. We're going a little underrated. Friend of the pod, Mike Brasso, is having himself a pretty good year. So I'm going to give him a little love. And specifically in these last five-game stretch, he's 5 for 14, got a jack, five RBIs, only one strikeout. Um, and honestly, give Mike a look. And if uh, if you're looking for a bat down the stretch, I think the Brewers need to lean on him a little bit, man. I'm excited for what he's doing this year. Good for him. And uh, another guy... Getting a second chance in the limelight. Your mean Mercedes, four for 12 his last five games. He's got one jack, four RBIs, does have five strikeouts. But I feel like he's found a little something-something in San Francisco. I like what he's bringing. And overall, I feel like the Giants are kind of just boring. And he brings a little bit of excitement. A little so change like of scenery. It. Never hurt yeah. anybody. Yeah. Although he does look large Marge for sure in those uh, those City Connects. The all the all white makes him. I mean, he's he's looking like the Michelin Man a little bit. But hey, if you're putting it in the seats, it doesn't doesn't matter. Seats, seats. Uh, Nate. So we bring this thing home. Unless you got anything else for the Chasers, that is all I have. We will not see you on Monday. We're gonna pass for the Home Run Derby and All Star Game. We'll link back up with you guys uh, next Thursday yeah. for episode two hundred ninety six. Yeah, recapping all the good stuff this week. Uh, 
find a hobby this week. Find something to do because once Monday hits, you're going to be pretty bored. So figure something to do because the, all, the All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby is not enough for me. So I got to find, I don't know, start working out again, I guess. I doubt it. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love you all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.